Tiffany Haddish. And I got one question. Do you wash your hands after using the restroom? Well, today we're going to find out how many people keep it clean when they think no one is watching. All right, all right, here we go. Here we go. He's handsome. Got that good hair, looking like Jon Snow's thick cousin. Uh, oh, no, he didn't. Uh-uh, you go back to the wall. You go back to the wall with the rest of them nasty men. You did not, well, he did not wash his hands. Yes, women are cleaner. We are cleaner. We clean. Wait a minute. She just wrenched? She didn't put no soap? Somebody give me a microphone so I can talk to these people. Oh, you just took out some gum and puts it in your mouth. Uh, excuse me. This is your inner sister girl. Could you wash your hands? That's how you get sick. Mess around and get I bet you didn't know your conscience was urban. Wash, wash, squash, squash. You just wetting your hands and wetting your beard. That's just nasty. And you left the water off? This dude is disgusting. Sometimes you gotta just lead by example. I'm gonna show them today. You got to be clean up in here. Woo. Uh, yeah. Use that soap boy. Oh, he know how to wash, too. I would eat off them hands. Shoot, I might do a few other things off them hands, but I can't say it on camera. <laughs> you know? <laughs> she is really washing them hands. What you making, butter, girl? Steady pumping. Okay, big daddy. Oh, yes, he went for the soap. Thank you, God. A clean man is a good man. Please, world, wash your hands. Please. Because you never know when I'll be watching. Oh, yeah. I see you. Mm-hmm. I can see you. Wash your hands. I'm still Tiffany Haddish. Keep it clean. Welcome to another edition of what we call Night Talk. Night Talk is uh, moving in and out of the spectrum. We are going to just show our appreciation for all the people who... Uh, have tuned into this broadcast. It's a podcast, more or less. And um, we are taking that great leap forward uh, so far as the numbers and the listenership. With the podcast, it's available to you anytime, anywhere. There's a device. Android, or iPod, laptop, computer. You would go to uh, In The City Kids Radio and link into Night Talk with TC. So you have to do. And a lot of you are doing that. The numbers are just growing and the um, underwriters or our corporate sponsors are looking at uh, the big picture. The key is we're evolving into a broader uh, identity, more so as uh, listenership of different demographics. And this is basically a, um, what you call a demo survey to determine whether there's a marketplace for this show consistently. And right now we're attempting to, we're attempting to build that following. And uh, as it stands, we're in a great situation. A network solutions has uh, provided us with a media form wherein it's, it's, it'll be Night Talk, N-I-T-E-T-L-K dot media, M-E-D-I-A, no dot com or dot org or dot net, but dot media, M-E-D-I-A. We also have an upcoming podcast that'll feature 24-hour 
uh, classic jazz and R&B. It's more or less based on the return of cool, the return of music where there is an orchestra involved in the scenario. There's really true, authentic music where folks actually break eggs and sang a song, not sing, but sang. And it's called WSAD.media. You'll be able to lock into it at WSAD.media. And we're based it on sad songs. And sad songs being songs that have a strategic essence where a person who's going through a, a dramatic situation. And there's a song by a songwriter or by himself or herself with uh, musical lyrics as a backdrop. And it's uh, Drop Dead, really um, stand the test of time type of presentation. And that's what we're doing with the rebirth of cool, the rebirth of quality music. Those of you in the audience, these are artists who maybe have existed or presented music before you were even born. But their music stood, it stands the test of time, and that's what Night Talk is all about. Uh, simply here on the radio or here in the studio talking about absolutely, positively nothing. Nothing being those who have created brilliant musical ingenuity but was never given the proper credit for it or the proper airplay. And there are tons of you out there who have something in your under your belt, a talent that you know about, or something you'd like to share. WSAD is the format, is the media format to present it. Now, a lot of folks um, may feel that um, songs that are played over commercial radio are played for exposure. In a lot of cases, it is paid per payola. Payola meaning that the artist or the music producer or distributor pay the radio station to play their song. That's why you hear the same particular uh, artist over and over again all day and all night. And that is sometimes the primary reason, not because they have a wonderful voice or a super uh, orchestra or band, but because somebody's throwing the loot under the table and making it happen. With WSAD, it's about the talent. We are a community-based podcast delivering the true essence of jazz and classic R&B. We play it all. But our keynote is every melody, every song that's parlayed over our broadcast will have a sad connotation. Now, sad may be a word that may streak a definitive, uh, who wants to listen to sad music all damn day? That's just totally a waste of time. The thing is, it's not about sad as in the word, but it's a person expressing their feelings about a given situation. Let's point an example because we're going through the list of um, songs that you sent to us, you emailed to us, you text us, and uh, you voicemailed us as to this is a song we, that I feel or they feel may um, 
be an asset to the new station of the new broadcast. And we've had uh, suggestions as um, Angela Bofield, Al Giroux, Sade, Luther Vandross, Teddy Pendergrass, Mama Cass, um, Foreigner, just folks from all walks of life who've contributed to the um, broadcast industry via music. And all of them are invited. And if you have someone on your list or in your heart that you like to hear or you like to hear them shine, uh, I feel they were given 15 minutes of fame and that's it. Babyface is another. Tony Braxton. And just tons of artists who've contributed awesome uh, melodies to the set. Prince, Michael Jackson, uh, Whitney Houston. We're looking at uh, Isaac Hayes, the OJs, the Ohio Players. All of them are included in this 24-hour broadcast, seven days a week. And it requires a lot of music to keep that audience that we have locked in. Or when you lock in periodically for wherever you're at work, at play, or just enjoying another day, this is where we're going from that standpoint. Along with Night Talk, we'll continue as Forte, where we sit around and talk about stuff at night that people don't normally talk about in the daytime, or when you're in your downtime, or when you're just chilling. We used to call it back in the day as Speakeasy, Back the Lane. The joint, the whatever, you let your hair down and say what you need to say, regardless of who was around and what the individual felt. They do it in the barbershop, the beauty parlor, the bar, the club, the garage, the cookout, the family reunion, the family room, or wherever you are, you just uh, expressing your opinion about whatever uh, suits your fancy. And Night Talk is based on that premise because we talk about a lot of items that uh, don't make the major press. But the key to it is we almost have this unique and distinct uh, facade to talk things into existence. That's why we're careful what we talk about. We don't focus on the problems unless we have a solution. So we're a solution-based broadcast called Night Talk where we sit around and talk about absolutely, positively nothing. We call that from that standpoint because those of you in the know understand we talk about everything. And uh, it's a prophecy in a lot of sense because I've, uh, since I've been on this broadcast, I, we have talked about stuff that had not materialized. Miss Richardson was offered $250,000. That's the lady who was uh, dismissed or disqualified from the Olympics in Tokyo that's going on currently because of uh, she tested positive for marijuana use. Then a marijuana firm contacted her the other day and offered her $250,000 to represent their particular uh, uh, weed uh, production facility. The thing is being an American citizen, it gives us opportunities that are quite unusual. Well, this young lady 
will not participate in the Olympics. She lost her sponsorships, uh, from what I can perceive. And folks still come out of the woodwork saying, well, there's a plan B. There's an option. This is one case in point. The other young lady who was disrespected by a major shoe manufacturer, a sports deal, and she decided to walk away from their endorsement and join another entity. And in turn, she started a, uh, a firm, her and her brother Wes, to market a running shoe or a fashion shoe that's designed specifically to meet the needs of a woman's foot. Where she brought out the point that a man's structured foot is different from a woman's structured foot and it requires an alternate shoe, a tennis shoe. And uh, she's in the process of putting out a product that will not only make her point loud and clear that she's an independent entity, will not accept the fact that uh, one can belittle and disrespect her because they feel like she's totally dependent on their support. She walked away in dignity, in respect, and professionally addressed the situation where you are not totally feeling the need of the female gender. So if you won't do it, I'll do it. And uh, she has a tennis shoe coming out now that uh, we'll see what happens. And uh, we're gonna, our staff is gonna contact her to have her on the show to tell her story where we're coming from a solution base, not the problem, there's no problem. There's a need and she's determined to fill a need. A lot of folks talk about Uber and Lyft. Uber and Lyft came to town, towns all over the world, and fulfilled the need where there was a need for instant gratification in getting where you gotta go. When you call them, and you provide them with the proper documentation to justify their presence, they hire people, they call them gig workers, to use their vehicles to come pick you up, they use their computer-based technology, or they platforms as we call them, and uh, they provide a service, like it or not. And they're not perfect, they're not flawless, but they get it done. And they're still in business. They started out uh, just like any other corporation with a low-ball price or subsidized price. Now they're in the mix and have a market share in the demand, then the demand meets the cost of that service. So. I heard a lot of comments about people saying how expensive they have become or how uh, it's not no longer a deal anymore, but it's still a deal if you need to go where you need to go and they're still consistently there for you. They screen their drivers a little better than the past and they provide that service and they're entitled to a return on their investment. So uh, whether they make a million, a billion, a trillion dollars a day, a week, a year, the fact is, in the corporate ent- game, you are entitled to a return on your investment. And who wouldn't live for doing a great job? Those of you who are traditional uh, um, ride sharers or ride providers or taxis or cabs or whatever you might call them, the thing is, um, 
If you can't beat him, you may as well join him. The inefficiency, the uh, technology that's available, and just doing what you got to do. Same thing with those competing on the retail scale against uh, a company like Amazon that comes out and, and just gets it done. Then uh, this is becoming a very competitive entity or environment, more or less. With Night Talk, same scenario. There are so many copycats. Everybody and their brother has a podcast. They contact us asking, what is it that you guys do to draw so many people when you do your sporadic podcast? The key to it, folks, is not a secret. The thing is bringing forth information to the table that's not redundant. You're not regurgitating or replaying or re-saying or following the lead of the major media outlets, say Fox or CNN or CBS, NBC or ABC. You're bringing authenticity to the table. And that's the key success of Night Talk. We talk about stuff that nobody's talking about, that hasn't been addressed. We call it food for thought, bringing something to the table bringing an interest level, stirring up the cobwebs in the back of that mind that so many of us don't use. The key element right now is we're looking at a growing trend. We're talking driving, distractive driving. It used to be drunk driving, but it's beyond that now. It's distractive driving. It's not drinking and driving. It's texting and driving. It's watching Netflix or Hulu and driving. It's about uh, doing everything else but paying attention and being defensive in your driving patterns. I sit back and I've established a concept where I see you flying down the street and you're in a hurry to go where I make it my point to either get to the right or get to the left and let you go ahead on and do what you're doing and fly down the street. Down the road, there is a penalty involved if that particular behavior continues. I was, yesterday, matter of fact, I saw three people speed up and fly through a yellow light. And I used to do that years ago, but I grew to a point where the more I ran those lights, the more addicted I became to running yellow lights until the time came where I received a summons or a ticket. And then you go to the court or you pay the fine and then not only you pay the fine once then your insurance company responds with an increase in your rates because you're considered a risk one day you're going to roll through one of those yellow lights and somebody else might be thinking the same thing at the other end of the spectrum and here comes a collision the other item might be the speed the other item may be reckless endangerment And I'm looking at this, I'm calling these people quietly to myself crash test dummies. Where you're in a vehicle that's made of uh, polyurethane or soda pop bottle with an airbag and four wheels and you're flying down the street as if you're invincible or you're bulletproof. And I'm just bringing it to, to the attention, not criticizing. We're disagreeing without being disagreeable. That's what Night Talk is based on. 
This is old school talking to new school, like it's time to slow it down. If you can't slow it down, look at the way you guys have to use those brakes. It's a little thin waffle size pad that stops that vehicle. And as you ride those brakes, you wear it down. And Mr. Brake King, Mr. Brake Man is waiting for the opportunity for you to come in after you've worn those brakes down to the griddle. And this is when his payday comes. You can afford that by driving defensively. You can avoid the two car payments you plan. One car payment is for your vehicle, and the other car payment is for your insurance. I've been there and done that. I'm just talking from experience. Not talking about you, I'm talking about myself. I had to learn the hard way. My generation are obligated, and you are, as a senior, to share this with the generation behind you and that generation behind that generation, that there's a way to avoid this economic crunch many of our young people are facing because they chose the non-intelligent alternatives. You're buying non, you buying depreciating, non-depreciating, non-appreciating assets. I mean, you buy stuff that ain't worth a damn thing. You buy a $500 fake Rolex watch and you can take it to the pawn shop, which very few exist because it ain't worth a damn thing. The pawn shop don't want the crap you're buying now because it's not worth it what you, you put, not worth the bag you put it in to walk out the mall. You're not being conscientious to where your products are made, the quality, durability of your clothing, your jewelry, your appliances, your vehicle, and even your home. You're paying $20,000, $30,000 above the asking price. You're running the economy into the ground. This happened 100 years ago. It's called the Roaring Twenties, and it's repeating itself. And history does repeat itself if one does not take measures to avoid the negative attributes of a history that is counterproductive. And there's a lot of counterproductive areas going on. Geico, Warren Buffett, with Berkshire Hathaway, just started another automobile company, I mean an auto insurance company called Berkshire. And that's the, um, I think it's the upscale end of Geico, meaning those who are not costing the insurance companies a ton of money. They're not showing a reckless disregard to the traffic laws, are receiving premium advantageous insurance rates because they don't pose a threat to the public. Those of you who feel you can do whatever the hell you want to do on the highway, I own the highway, get the hell out of my way, and with careless disregard for you, the law enforcement, the roadways, other drivers, then there is a economic penalty to pay, meaning premiums. You're an assigned risk. And it shows uh, in the traffic patterns. Now, you don't see as many cars out there driving crazy and wild. You've discovered you can't pay for your car anymore because you're paying two payments because of your behavior, because you didn't think about tomorrow, you worried about now and today, using 
the vehicle adds an emotional expression of your aggressiveness. In the district, they call it aggressive driving. In Maryland, there is a special feature on the penalty page called a aggressive driver stop. We're driving, weaving in and out of traffic as if you, you know, you're in a hurry to go nowhere. And here comes a little pink ticket. And down the road, it never stops. Then you have an employment is based on your credit score, your driving record, your Facebook page, all kind of measures that are used to harness your growth and development. Then you want to call it racism or prejudice or unfairness or picking on young folks or picking on trying to stop my progress or being a hater. All kinds of accusations where the key is someone simply attempting to get your attention. A lot of people don't want to get your attention. They want to capitalize on your inability to do due diligence in your activities. Fly down the road. You fly now, you'll pay later. Um, intelligence is inexpensive in comparison to ignorance. Making an intelligent choice and, uh, uh, and you're... I'm just, well, I'm just talking. I'm not trying to preach, tell you how to run your life. I'm just talking. This is a night talk, and I'm here without an agenda, without a, a script to read. But I have to bring this to the table because I'm out there every day making my observations as a senior. And I'm speaking on behalf of all my seniors and all the peoples of color, peoples of the world. And many of you are still harboring that distaste for somebody that does not resemble you. And I'm going to break it on down to a level where folks who complain the most, people of color, are colored people. Some call them black. Some call themselves um, all types of designs. But they come in all different flavors. But it's the way people of color treat one another. To the point where Facebook even responds. This man, Mark Zuckerberg, is about to give him rich because he started a page specifically for a complexion of people called Facebook Lite. Facebook Lite was designed for light-skinned people. Were they not white enough or light enough, nor are they dark enough to be considered a full fledged human being. They're called mutts. They're called red bones. They're called yellow belly sapsuckers. They're called people who think they're better than everybody else. Do you wonder why when there's always a, an award or a prize or a TV show, they're called black people, but to true people of color of a darker hue, they said, them yellow ass people win all the awards. They win it because they light skin. They won it because they yellow. The white people will say, well, uh, a coon is still a coon. Then the Orientals will say, turn that shit off. The uh, South Americans will say, we come in various colors, but we don't mistreat one another because of our pigmentation. But here in America, 
a light skin person of color and a dark skin person of color and a brown person of color have a serious issue with identifying with UNITY, unifying and showing respect for one another. And the economic system takes full advantage of your inability to not get along, but just try to get along to understand that there is a difference. Disagree without being disagreeable. Walking around with that chip on your shoulder. So Facebook Lite was designed for that purpose to identify that situation. The reason why you see so many light-skinned people or mid-brown-skinned people who excel in endeavors because they have excessive amount of irreversible pressures applied upon them because they're not accepted by the white side, nor are they accepted by the dark side. So they're caught in the middle. That requires that they strengthen their character and their resolve and their determination to excel. So when it comes to, comes times to come come a time to face the nation, meet the press, and stand up, they always are determined that I must stand taller than the rest because I'm judged by a different measuring tool. I'm judged by my pigmentation because of my hair, my eyes, my body contortions, my voice and diction, my ability to blend in all sides. Then you have white people who go out their way to pass for black. You have black people who go out their way to cross over to pass for white. And these are the people that play the game. Depends on what situation they're in. So that's what Facebook Lite was created for. It's a place in Atlanta, Georgia, for instance. And this is all over the country. Atlanta, Georgia is just profound. It has a mall. I think it's called Lenox Mall. Where it's known, unwritten law, is where all the light-skinned women shop. You go to Lenox Square. No dark skin, no brown skin, no white folks come to this mall. This is a light-skinned black folks mall. And this is a serious problem that's going on in this country where there's a lot of unnecessary dissension. And it's got to the point where Atlanta did have a case in court, in civil court, where this uh, light-skinned woman sued this dark-skinned woman for discrimination, for racism for being discriminate because of her complexion. And it's got to a point where folks make it point. I don't like light-skinned people. You got light-skinned people, I don't like dark-skinned people. You can ill afford not to like anybody, but first of all, you look in the damn mirror, you see who you dislike the most. It all starts with you. So the key factor is it's becoming an issue in this trying time. And we're about to enter a... Um, Transition where a lot of folks are going to be handsomely rewarded for playing into that Willie Lynch mentality where you get jack, got you all jacked up like uh, Jerry Springer, like Bill Cunningham, and put you on the set and show and, uh, and turn you on one another. And you go along with it and call it entertainment. 
Tyler Perry mastered that deal. You have other shows where they sub, sub, have a subtle hint of uh, color-based pigmentation interactions. And here comes Facebook Light for light-skinned folks. Red niggers. Red bones, whatever kind of negativity that's brought upon that particular group of people. And one might say it's not fair. It may not be fair as in, because Kennedy made it crystal clear, life is unfair. But the key is, we as a peoples can, are least afford to be so petty with judging a person by the pigmentation, pigmentation of their skin. And a lot of people do take advantage of that. A lot of people has an, have an advantage. The um, folks, in a lot of cases, feel like they're better than someone else because they might be treated a little differently because they have a little blue blood in their blood. Then you have the darker-skinned folks who feel they are authentic people of the continent. Therefore, they are the first people. Maybe true based on fact. But the key is there is no superiority when we present ourselves as a human being because we all have to breathe the air. We all have blood running through our veins. We all got to eat, work, shop, and get along with one another in order to peacefully coexist. So we're just bringing it to the table, y'all. It's got to end somewhere and all this stuff starts out at home because we see the little kids now calling those names. Darky. Yellow. Or whatever names you come up with. I mean, you got a little code names. Then you're in the marketplace. When you're making your purchases, when you're buying your food, you're at the fast food joint, you're at the store, you wherever, and you see the difference of opinions Depends on what flavor you are. And it's there, and we tend to ignore it. I know I do, because I don't have time to entertain the tomfoolery. I'm too old for that crap. But those of you who are up and coming, new to the table, should sit down and take a moment out of your daily walk in life and discuss briefly, if need be, what do we do from here? And be conscious of the decisions you're making when you judge somebody outside of their character and don't know a damn thing about them. And it can be done to your detriment because that same person that you might mistreat, and I'm an urban anthropologist, I'm speaking from that level. I'm just talking about me, I'm not talking about you. What I go through, what I've been through, what I see, what I observe as an urban anthropologist, Urban anthropologists being be out in that damn street. A lot of us can't read and write, but we got a PhD from the street. A lot of us ain't never learned a trade, but we the jack of all of them, masters of none. We got a lot of folks out there that just surviving on their wits, the mother wit, as we call it in the street. A lot of folks just talk from the street. This show, Night Talk, is based on people who have a streetish frame of mind or have to have that loaded up in their 
personality in order to roll through their course of life on a daily basis. A lot of folks are going to work tomorrow or were at work yesterday and had to be three people in one to handle all of the energies coming at them, be it negative, positive, or that spirit of confusion. That's a job in itself, but it strengthens the character, makes you a tougher person. A person who ain't never been through nothing, ain't never done shit, ain't never lived. Martin Luther King made it very clear. If a man ain't got nothing to die for, that he would die for, then he ain't fit to live. And these little three-year-old babies and eight-year-old babies ain't got no business being shot down in the street for being outdoors, for being in the house with bullets flying for folks who don't know how to use a gun. The ladies don't have no business going through the living hell they going through because they don't have nobody to back them up. The young lady just been banned from the Olympics because she had an abortion. And now she's been banned for five years for um, tampering with a test. Another young person to, 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 to test her on was too high so they can't participate in the situation. All kind of little bells and whistles going on. And the male species says not one word publicly. I would say you're not doing anything behind the scenes because the system, the problem still exists. Bill Cosby's situation, unfortunate situation as it is, it's what is the order of the day, so to speak, which we've seen people who do far worse we're looking at Jesse Jackson's son, who's got 30 months in prison. And another gentleman, congressman, convicted of the same crime, got a pat on the wrist. Let's look at um, a person who, wow, this is Night Talk. Girls, girls are just joined in with us. This is I'm TC the Town Crier. And, we're just sitting there, sitting there shooting the breeze, and we left the music out today. The engineer said, let's leave the music out so we can focus on this topic because we're going into a phase, call it July 31st, which is Judgment Day for a lot of people, especially for those who uh, did not prepare for tomorrow or today, who feel like it's all a game, and John Wayne's going to come in at the last minute and save the day. And folks ain't got no business charging you rent to live here on earth. Or everything should be free. Or why should I have to go to work? I don't care how many help warning signs they pick up. I ain't trying to do nothing. I'm still trying to spend my stimulus check money. I'm waiting for my next check. Got me a good break. I mean, the attitude associated with this situation is causing the people who have the ways and means to severely correct this mental distortion one has about why I ain't got to do nothing, why I should not do nothing. Well, Night Talk has put together a package. We picked it up from a young man by the name of uh, Theodore Roosevelt, him and his wife Eleanor Roosevelt back in the early, middle 40s. Started a, a situation called the Civilian Conservation Corps. The folks in the street know it as the CC Camp. 
Then there was the WPA for the married folks, which the work project work projects administration, would put people back in the scene of employment. These companies who have these help signs or for help signs or hiring signs may be looking for people to participate business as usual. At the rate of the rents and housing and food cost, a lot of folks can't afford to even work because they don't make enough money to take care of themselves or their family. But back in the day, we didn't make that kind of money either. We just churched together and pulled together and everybody participated and brought food for thought to the table. Well, we sit at one table, not carry your plate to your room and with your iPad and your big screen TV hanging from the wall and slam the door and sit in your own little world and sit, or if you sit at the dinner table, you texting each other because you're not talking because you're going to text them. I mean, we've adopted behavior that can be counterproductive. And I'm just speaking on the level of counterproductivity is not the order of the day. And you're self-segregating yourself because nobody wants to be bothered with your ass. Nobody wants to help you. You go to the food bank, there's no food in your neighborhood because the people who supply the food or donate the food to those areas are not going to feed families whose children are being raised to hate and destroy and disrupt everything. They're not going to do it, y'all. Got plenty of food in there, stacked up in the warehouse that they're just giving away to certain segments of the population. A lot of you disqualify yourselves because you allow your folks to function like the children of the dam. Everybody want to kill, steal, and destroy attitude because that's what I got from my iPod or my TV set or my show I watched. And that's what you're in, interacting with, what you consume, that electronic babysitter. And the powers that be will not reward you for taking that outside of entertainment and it becomes a way of life. Let's start at Scarface. I was the door-to-door -door salesman that they sent to the hood. With no idea other than I had a job. They said, Mr. Would you go to the hood, to the projects, to the inner city, and present this product. This was Cox Communications, which was Cox Cable when it first came to Tidewater. I'm the one that was sent because the other cats already went out and they said them folks is crazy. They's upset, they's mad cause or whatever. I didn't pay them no mind cause I just thought they were racist, redneck ass people who just don't like black folks. So I went out there, gonna save the world. I'm gonna bring the black race cable TV. I caught more hell than the white dudes. They said, you daggone Uncle Tom dumbass nigga, these white folks got you out here in our neighborhood selling us some shit that's free. TV is gamut free. And here you going with this shit talking about you gonna sell us, we can buy this package of TV called cable. We don't need no goddamn cable. You need a cable wrapped around your neck and hung from that damn tree. Like you strange fruit, nigga. Here you selling this shit. Ain't nobody buying no TV and you get it for free. So, 
I'm supposed to get mad. I'm supposed to back away. I'm supposed to uh, disagree without being disagreeable. So we sit there and we talked. The lady came out of the house, the sister, the lady of peace, the one that really kept us out of the graveyard, that kept us out of harm's way. It's called the African-American Queen, Dahomey Queen, if you will. And she said, hold on, boo-boo. Listen to what he's saying. Let's see what, before we fuck his ass up, let's see what he's saying, see what kind of brainwashing he done done to his ass. We're going to learn today. I said, thank you, ma'am. I'm glad you're willing to open your mind and get a little understanding out of why I'm here, because I'm not here to take advantage of you, first of all. I'm from the hood myself. I'm right down across the bridge called Diz Park. I'm here in Tidewater Park, and I went to Young Park, and Cary Park, and Bowling Park, and Grandy Park, and Park Park, and Friendship Village, and all over the place, introducing this new technology that everybody gonna wind up having to get sooner or later, but I was just a little light years ahead of my damn self, and I happened to be light-skinned, and happened to have wavy hair, and have to have a, a voice and diction, and happen to appreciate and respect people for people as I was brought up. I just happened to have a disease where I ain't wasting my time going around hating goddamn people because they ain't look like me. Or they ain't act like me, they didn't think like me. I said, hey, let's talk about this shit. So we sit down and talked about this cable TV. And they had already determined it was too expensive, first of all. So I had to overcome that object- objection. I'm telling the story now, God bless you for listening. And uh, I said, well, the, everybody, every one of them houses had a flow model color TV from the rental center or whatever, rental center, whatever they do. One had one, you put quarters in the damn thing. But anyway, I ain't going there. The thing was, the TV was cable red. I said, first of all, your TV's cable red. You might not be aware, but that little button in the back is for cable. What? I said, yes, yeah, for cable back there where they, the people, you have technology at your fingertips that you're not aware of what it's for. I'm just here to share with you that TV as you see it will no longer be, we have to go off at 11 o'clock at night. You won't have need antennas. They're gonna take it all off of uh, TV from a, as you know it, and it's gonna be cable. And with the cable television, the advantage you have is it's 24 hours a day. You have a more variety of stations. You have a total entertainment package to allow you to maximize your enjoyment of this TV you're paying $30 or $50 a week for. So you're paying for a TV or you're paying for a Cadillac, but you ain't got no damn engine. You're paying for a Corvette Stingray, but you ain't got no tires on them. And I had to break it down to an understanding level where I almost break it down to goats, horses, pigs, and cats. To animals, because many people in that part of town are looked at as being animals because that's how we had to talk to them because that's what they understand. They don't make them a damn animal because you had to talk to them like you got to, they observe the, the, the bird and the cat and the dog and they can relate to that. You talk to what they can relate to, don't make them ignorant or stupid. So I had to break down the language. And now I see why Cable sent me out because they heard me around the shop talking that crazy shit I talk because I wasn't going to pretend I was somebody that I'm not like most colored niggas do 
get around white folks and want to act white. And white folks hate their ass for that shit, because nigga, why don't you just be the nigga you is? But in any event, I'm just talking. And then white folks that act like Negroes say you just a nigga lover. You the enemy too. You can choose a white person, a nigga over a white person. What's the hell wrong with you? But I'm saying this is the mindset and I benefited from it because I was fortunate of God bless my mama to raise me like though they didn't need to show no lack of person. You judge a person like Martin Luther King by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. But I'm lit. Let's grow up, y'all. I'm just. I ain't preaching to you. I'm just talking. This is night talk. And the, the producer pulled the rec- my music from me. The other staff members took away my script and told me just sit in this damn box and talk. I said, What I'm supposed to talk about? Talk about nothing like the hell you always say. That's what got this show number one. Everybody want to listen to this fool talk about nothing. But the fool here go going back to nothing. And so they bought this cable, which was too high. I said, you can get Cox Cable. They can give you the basic package for $9.27. And we're going to got a special going, free installation. And you ain't got to pay me no money today because I said, Cox Cable, I will go in there. I can sell the cable, but I cannot carry your money in my pocket in the hood because temptation is alive. And I'm walking around for $2,000, $3,000 in my pocket of y'all money and selling cable, when they pay, pay the little $9 or whatever you charge them, let them pay the installer when they install the cable and the cable wired up, then you pay. That's okay, we can do that exception in that case because your safety is important along with everything else. Uh, so well, thank y'all for the consideration. I can continue to proceed. So I was out there filling out a piece of paper. He said, now you're robbing us with a paper and pencil. Oh, look, go, go find something wrong with everything you do. He said, the white folks gave you a paper and pencil, and you out here robbing us. I said, no, I'm keeping you from robbing me. That's who you mind at on where the money at. The money is in your pocket until the cable come in. You ain't going to rob that cable guy because he don't look like you. He got blue eyes and blonde hair. You ain't going to fuck with him. But you'll rob me because, you know, Pope won't come out for me. But he definitely won't come out for that white dude. He'll be there in 15 seconds. But if something happened to me, it's going to take 15 damn days. 911 is a joke in my world. But any event, I'm making the point is they got the cable. Boo Baby, the queen, said, we're going to get this cable. The children said, thank you, mama. Happiest children in the world. And they got that cable and then they what damn HBO and BET and MTV and all that and Playboy and all that shit. That's that's what you got to upgrade for that. I wanted to get your cable to show you how it works. Your TV don't go off. Now you see you can upgrade and see that it's worth the value. It's not me out here, uh, sent here by white folks to rob you. This is an entertainment source, and it can bring great enjoyment to you. You have TV is already cable ready. It's the center of your household. This is your entertainment source. Enjoy it. And HBO came on with a show called Scarface, Al Pacino. And Scarface attacked that community just like we got caught up in Superfly to Mac and Cleopatra Brown and Coffee and Pam Gray and, 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 and all that black exploitation type movies we went to the movie house to watch, but not taking it seriously. But Scarface became Jesus Christ himself to a lot of young, innocent minds as if he was their hero. So it was amazing 
the power of the social medium. The power. I'm just bringing it to the table where we have to unplug the bullshit for a minute and sit down and allow the children's mind to breathe because it's being pumped with a bunch of electronic garbage, if you will. And TV and the media is not garbage. There's a lot of wonderful, interesting concept, Discovery Channel, Nat Geo, History Channel, Food Network, the uh, Home Shopping Channel, QVC. Lifetime does an excellent drama series, BET, MTV. They all have contributions, but to consume it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it's like wake up in the morning with a Snicker bar and a Mountain Dew for breakfast and back it up with a black and mild. It's counterproductive. So this is what Night Talk is based on tonight. We're talking about survival of the fittest. And if you're not... There's nothing that you would sacrifice your love for your family. Basically, y'all may not be fit to live, so to speak. So let's keep the point. And young ladies always said, Mister, you talk in circles. Why you always talk in circles? I said, ma'am, I don't know why I talk in circles. I didn't know I was talking in a damn circle. All I know is I'm just talking. And my point is the thing was you have to pay attention to the beginning so you can reach the end. Some shows are so awesome, like Blue Bloods and shows like, uh, um, it's another show that come on, it's a lot of them come on TV, I don't watch TV that much, but if you'd have missed the beginning, damn it, you can't get to the end. So you're right there on time. You can't be on time for work, but you're there at eight o'clock to see Cookie. And that show she in, I think it's called some. See, uh, 50 Cent Power. Cookie was on a, did a show. I forgot the name of it, but I ain't going there. But that's just different situations. It's interesting um, programming on cable television. is on Netflix, on Hulu, it's on whatever. There's a lot of mediums. Now you can get it on your cell phone. And I'm old-fashioned where you had to get up and turn the channel on a little black box on top of the TV. That was my cable days. I was like the uh, the uh, Paul Revere of cable TV. They had the cable coming, and everybody got a satellite earth station in the backyard. But I'm a damn fool, because I'm coming out here trying to get them to give up them damn TV antennas. But the government fixed it. And they're coming back with something that's awesome, man. Um, it's a lot of technology going on now. I talk to a lot of young people. They, I ask them about that Space Force, and they're just excited because they know the military had to open up a branch, started a branch of the military that's going to be off the chain. Uncle Sam got some of the most baddest toys known to man or woman. And I'm just excited to be in here to see what's transpiring. And... Uh, once again, I'm TC the Town Crowd. You're listening to Night Talk, and I want to thank all y'all because uh, this cat Mark Moo looks at the numbers. You know, they're more concerned about the numbers and how many people are tuning in, and it's hundreds and thousands and going on a million people that log into this broadcast. And corporate America's watching real close, not excited, or not um, um, looking at the um, big picture. They just want to make sure that we don't cross the line to maintain civility to this broadcast and this is why we're here 
because they've been assured or they're comfortable with the fact that we can underwrite this broadcast because this man is not speaking out of out of turn. He's just putting the tape facts on the table. And he's wise and mature enough to just tell it like it is without being conspiratorial or being an asshole about it or being a dumb motherfucker. Just tell it like it is, keep it real, and let folks decide on how they choose to live their life. Because all I'm talking about how I run my life. I damn near running in the ground. I'm supposed to be uh, having a dirt bath down at Roosevelt up the street. Floyd Fitchett was waiting to pick me up. But by God's grace and mercy, I was able to heal, allow my body to heal itself through the grace of God. Chain smoking, pack of cigarettes a day, camels, Turkish gold. Maker's Mark, Elijah Craig. Baller makers. I used like country club malt liquor, malt duck. Wild average rose, boar's head, sly fox. Which is wild average rose. Coat 45, slits malt liquor bull. Smoke, drink, and raise hell. But them days is over. I graduated, got my damn T-shirt. Now I can sit here and speak the truth. Because in order to learn what I learned, I was a little, little nip chunk sitting around there in the corner listening. So what that red nigga doing in here? He said, oh, he, 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 he regular. And y'all in the street know what regular is, meaning that you ain't no bullshitter. You ain't playing the race car. You ain't playing the color game. You for real, for real. I have to be a learned person. I was around people that didn't understand the written word. So I could sit there and tell stories and then listen very intently. I wasn't aware that 90% of the people that could not read or write, a, lot of, a, lot, a large percentage had little understanding of the written word, but they knew what they needed to know to survive. But right now, that's not enough to know. You got to know a whole lot of extra shit that you should not need to know. But you got to understand or you will pay the price. You pay now, you're going to pay later. But in any event, I was um, privileged to be around my elders when I was a young man and being able to talk about things. And they were amazed. Like, How can you talk about something, World War II, and talk about World War I, and talk about 1929 Depression, and talk about Roosevelt, and talk about Harry Truman, and you weren't even born yet? I said, brothers and sisters, that's the power of the written word. That's where our children must be enlightened and encouraged to pick up a, that little book and go through the historical recordings. Not that it's all true, but have some type of frame of reference to discover what actually occurred prior to their being here. That's what makes the joy of traveling through a James Baldwin and Franz Liszt and Edgar Allan Poe, Canterbury Tales, and Man Child in Promised Land, and the Bluest Eyes, and the Bill Street, Bill Street Could Talk, and Profiles in Courage, and the Art of the Deal, and the Audacity of Hope, and just reading and turn off all the bullshit and just sit down and absorb the flavor of what somebody sit down and wrote. Be it black, white, Chinese, Jew, or Gentile. 
Everybody has a story to tell. And I'm thankful and it's a pleasure and a privilege to be here to share it with you folks. I just feel truly, truly, remarkably blessed to just have this podcast and have a million people play this broadcast over and over again. And then they respond from different levels and different attitudes, whether they appreciate the broadcast or whether they hate it, because there ain't but two type of people. It's people that love you and people that hate you. And you in between, they maintain the balance. Because in a lot of places, you have to put it in the hands of the master. Whether it be a female or male, whatever. It's a master of this universe here. And that's why we're here to enjoy and talk about it. And be thankful that we're here to listen to somebody just tell it like it is. I'm getting ready to check on out now. And uh, we're putting together the WSAD and... We're coming back with our music next week, but you need to, you would, if you would, give us a subscription when you go to the podcast or check us out. And I forgot to get grandma, I forgot to give you your numbers. I'm going to give you that number right now. So you got your um, number two pencil, your flash paper, and your dream book. And I got a lot of emails last week about... um, what is a number two pencil? Which I'm, you know, I'm, I'm clueless. I know people didn't know what a number two pencil was, but everybody didn't have the privilege of using a number two pencil to fill in those dots for that standardized test we had to take to qualify ourselves as being human beings. Um, that's what it is: a pencil with the lead in it that you write with. The Dream Book is a book that people look into and prophesize or predict numbers that are about to hit so they can turn their little money into big money. The flash paper is a uh, type of paper that was used back in the day when the lottery was not legal. So the number writer, number runner, put the numbers on flash paper. So when the police came or the police bust in the house or came and grabbed you, you would take a match or a cigarette lighter and light the paper up and then a flash, burn up in a flash so they won't have any evidence to use against you in court. That's where the name flash paper came from. So those of you who are of age know what I'm talking about. Those of you new to the game, I'm interpreting what I'm talking about because a lot of verbiage I use can be taken out of context or it can be create a, gen- a, a, a storm of laughter because many of you are sitting around your loved ones and your friends and family and Uncle Paul in the corner busts out laughing or Maggie Sue or start hollering or Grandma start crying and you wonder what the hell did this TC the town crowd say to make y'all go through these changes y'all going through. You, y'all just don't know. This man, he done been here before. He know what he talking about because they ain't heard that word in a long time. He going around the bend and 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 nine then and sooner or later and talking about good gravy and all this other stupid shit he be talking about. It makes sense to them because they know, but it makes sense to you because we're growing in understanding of these generations we're around right now, and we need to start communicating with one another if we're not communicating. You ain't old and stupid because you 
talking broken English, as you call it. The English won't broke when your ass was broke and you needed $2. That's what I'm talking about. See, now they laughing. See, Grandma, see Aunt Susan laughing there. There you go, tell it. That they go, educated damn fools. Got more sense than they got money. Make a whole bunch of dollars, but they ain't got near damn cent. Poor motherfuckers. Because they got a $100,000 house and a $50,000 car and some Kmart drawers on. Priorities out of order. Any event, I'm TC, the town crowd, and I got to get up out of here because y'all ain't going to talk me to death tonight. I got things I got to do. Oh, the number. Let's get that number right, Grandma. 757 575-7393 757-575-7393 Them sevens gonna come through somewhere Accommodate them on You might not get the big one But you gonna get something Let's go to uh, 757-589-5170 757-589-5170 And the golden number is 757-333-1749 757-333-1749. And there's another good number that's a company in Virginia Beach called uh, Beach Diesel Repair. And it's 757-791-0555. That triple nickels is something that's I, I, I can feel it coming. That triple nickel nipple nickels. Triple nickels going to come out for sure. The triple knuckles. I just can feel it. Going to hit the bat. And uh, it's going to come. Triple knuckles. It's called Beach Diesel Repair. Darn good company. And uh, especially those of you that are vehicles and those diesel trucks and anything went off a of diesel. Beach Diesel Repair. That's where we are. That's what's up. Beach Diesel Repair. Learn more of your black history and world history. Because our history doesn't begin in slavery. Our history has been hidden from Kush, Mali, and Kemet. We've been left in the dark. You may not have heard of all these places, but I urge you to dig deep. Because only a fool would believe our history can fit in one month. We're the oldest people in the world, and our influence from thousands of years ago are still present today. From the Washington Monument to the Eagle on Our Money, I have seen it all, and you can see it too, because the truth has come to the light, and you don't even need a plane ticket or a passport. You just need to go to EgyptianMuseum.org, because in the palm of my hand, I was able to take a walk in history and witness marvels many perceive as mystery, a history of power that they'll never go into the details of because our story is not his story. Go see for yourself. Brought to you by Apex Moving Company, 757-333-174. Well, uh, uh, that 333 came out. And if you go through the history of the Virginia Lottery and go through the numbers that hit in the past, 333, and you'll come across May 30th, I think it was 2017, we gave that number to that Apex Direct moving company online. And that night, that number came out. And the highest payoff to this day from a pick three in the Virginia lottery was 333. 
and a lot of people rode the gun, and this show came a phenomenal success because people said, if you listen to that stupid shit he talking about, he will give you a number in between that. So it paid to listen to TC the Town Crash, what the word in the street was, because people was hitting the number consistently on various numbers we gave. Triple Knuckles came out. If you go back in the past, all that stuff, we didn't call the number, we didn't figure it out. We just prophesized that it was going to hit, and that's what happened, it hit. And those of you who know with the dream book and the flash paper and the number two pencil know what I'm talking about. But you everyday folks that know every motherfucking thing, can't nobody tell you nothing because you know it all, can't hit it. But the key to the folks that do hit, all I ask is, don't get it all back to the system. Take some of that money and buy you a pair of damn shoes, a hat. Buy you some real damn food, throw away the oodles and noodles. No, don't throw them away, give them away. And enjoy yourself a good old wholesome, healthy meal off your winnings. And anywhere around the world, y'all listening, this is the best run state in the United States of America. It's called the Commonwealth of Virginia. And I'm gonna congratulate the governor of Virginia and his wife for their 35th anniversary. Congratulations, folks. And, and, and Governor Northam, you're doing a heck of a job maintaining the essence of the Commonwealth of Virginia. You have it listed as the finest run state, the best run state in the United States of America. And I just happen to live in the best run city in the United States of America called Virginia Beach, Virginia. And those of you who get an opportunity, come on visit this beautiful town. Come on visit this beautiful state. The Virginia Department of Tourism didn't pay us nail dime to say this, but I'm saying this from above. It's a lot of history in this town here or in this state. And you all come on see it. You did it when some in the water with Farrell Williams came here. You not only come to came to the show, but you clapped your wings around, spread your wings around and visited Williamsburg, Yorktown, Jamestown, Cape Charles, the Eastern Shore, Sandbridge. You went on down Carolina, Elizabeth City, and Kitty Hawk, Moyard. You went on over to Suffolk over to downtown Portsmouth, Old Town Portsmouth. You went on over to Hampton, Hampton Harbor, Old Town Hampton. You visited Norfolk Waterside, Nauticus, the USS Wisconsin. You visited the largest military industrial complex in the world called the Norfolk Operations Base, which is in the North Atlantic, North American headquarters to NATO. You went on over to Chesapeake, and then you went across that Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel, one of the man-made wonders of the world. You did things. Come on back, we need your company. Got the Shenandoah Valley up the street, Skyline Drive, Luray Caverns. We got Tech over there in the corner of Roanoke. You got Charlottesville, University of Virginia. You got Richmond. UV, uh, uh, downtown on Broad Street, awesome university, Virginia Union. You got Petersburg, Virginia State. All the, most of the presidents of the United States of America come right here from the Commonwealth of Virginia. George Washington's 
place Mount, Mount Vernon is there, and then you got Thomas Jefferson right there in Monticello. A lot of history, a lot of things to see. You're so busy flying over across the water, different countries. This country has some awesome features. I happen to have drove across this country from Virginia Beach all the way to Arcadia, Eureka, California, with Northern California on the other side of Sacramento, rose, drove through the redwood trees. Saw the tree that got the hole in it that a car can drive through, so the tree's so big. But in the event, I'm just telling a story here where let's get together and enjoy ourselves while we're still here and hold credence and hold thanks for being able to disagree without being disagreeable to get out of the mindset of being who we're not and going to be who we is. You're a child of the king and your mother's a queen. And this is Night Talk and I'm T.C. the Town Crier. We love y'all.